Hello, I'm Jim. This is On The Left Side, the alternative football podcast. We're about to take a sideways look at the very best stories from the last seven days of football, minus all the boring facts and stats. This week, we're going to ask if a footballer could win this year's edition of The Voice. We've got a really meaty story from one of the Premier League's high flyers and a Dutch guide to proverbs, courtesy of Louis van Hal. But we start with a little penis envy. It's not been the best week for Aston Villa. Mind you, I'm not sure I remember a time when it was a good week for Aston Villa. But this one was even worse than normal. And it wasn't all down to getting stuffed by Liverpool. The club has witnessed a number of off-field protests. Not about the terrible, torrid season that the Midlands club are having. Instead, about what's going on behind the scenes. Massive staff restructuring is planned at Villa Park. That's restructuring in the same way that Steve McLaren needs to just accept facts and restructure his rapidly receding haircut, i.e. just get rid of a load of it. And union leaders aren't happy, staging a protest outside the club about the forthcoming job cuts in areas like catering and cleaning and the club's absolute refusal to pay those staff the living wage. I don't know if you know much about the living wage, but basically it's the amount of money the government believes an individual needs to cover the cost of living. And we're not talking public schooling ponies and yachts, even if it is a Tory government. We're talking £7.20 an hour. Villa are by no means the only football club not paying this amount, which, considering every club in the Premier League is about to get around £100 million in TV cash next season, is obscene. But for the sake of argument, let's take Villa as an example. Why not kick a man when he's down, eh? The club's summer signing, Adama Traore, is estimated to be earning £75,000 a week. That is enough money in just one week to pay a full-time member of staff earning the living wage for almost six years. During which time, Adama would have pocketed over 23 million quid. It's a bit of a gulf. And it makes claim that the club can't afford it look like Louis van Gaal's tactical know-how. Not credible in any way. I don't want to say anything. I can go away. A more plausible reason that the wages of cleaners and service staff are kept down is to keep the pressure off them. After all, week in, week out, we see people who do not respond well to the weight on their shoulders of a massive wage packet. Just look at Christian Benteke. Sure, it's one thing if your new Spanish striker isn't finding the net on a regular basis, but think of the chaos if Dave, chief pie seller, was not on top of his game and repeatedly handed out meat and potato instead of the balty chicken pie that you ordered. Or the pit of gloom and despair you'd inhabit if you missed the start of the second half after Betty on hot drinks drops a whole tray of bovrels because she's struggling with the expectations now that she's bringing home £7.20 an hour. And that's before tax and national insurance contributions. But let's put this in perspective. I think we'd all rather watch our team of multi-millionaires underperforming massively on a regular basis at home and conceding more goals than you can count than being stuck in the hot dog queue and missing kickoff because your vendor is having a nightmare. All in all, given the lacklustre showing from the Aston Villa squad and their very generous pay packets coming under the microscope, it probably wasn't the best timing for Aston Villa defender Jolene Lescott to post a picture of an £121,000 Mercedes on his Twitter account straight after the game. 
Lescott, who managed 90 minutes of Villa versus Liverpool and thus outlasting most of the home fans, tweeted the picture 15 minutes after the game. And understandably, a lot of fans were pretty upset. He did post an apology for the tweet and for his team's performance, claiming that it was the work of devious trouser goblins and that the phone had been in his pocket whilst he was driving. Hang on, Joe. You found a picture of a supercar, opened up Twitter, selected the picture, sent the image all from your Twitter account without using your hands. Forget playing in the championship next season, mate. You and your incredibly dexterous penis could own a fortune in the circus. It's time to face the music! (laughs) When football and music collide, the outcome is usually horrific. But there must be something in the air at the moment, because once again, football's on-field antics have been replaced by off-tune ones instead. It's almost as if there's a competition amongst footballers to see which one can get a gig on The Voice when their playing days are over. First off, there's this disturbing video of Robin Van Persie. This one is nice. In it, he appears to be driven around in a darkened limousine, wearing a weird printed cravat like a member of the English aristocracy, while he croons along to R. Kelly and his uncomfortable looking yeah, mate. I should have lasted this long. No, no, I think I just pulled a muscle cringing so hard. You need to see the full video to appreciate the full awkwardness. It's on the On The Left Side Facebook page at facebook.com on the left side pod. That wasn't the only case of dodgy urban tunes and tone-deaf white footballers this week. An equally cringy video has popped up of ex-Sunderland man Stephen Fletcher doing the rap from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. He was standing on a chair in a room full of other footballers, which apparently was part of his initiation ceremony after his transfer to Marseille in January, which it turns out wasn't an early massive April Fool's joke. But it does beg the question, why is singing a Will Smith rap part of the initiation at a French football club? Why don't they do something more French, like sing the French national anthem or blockade a trade port in protest for cheaply imported food or have an affair with your best mate's wife. Uh. You know, something traditional. Come to think of it, if it's the latter, maybe John Terry will move to France when his contract at Chelsea expires. Oi. But even Robin and Steve did a better job than this cracker from Delhi Alley. The Spurs midfielder was publicly shamed by his teammate Eric Dyer, who posted a video of Alley singing along to a Sandy Tom tune. It's good to see he's as good at avoiding tackles as he is at avoiding the correct notes. I don't know why he's struggling so much. Deli Alley's full name is Bambi Deli Alley, which just sounds like a song anyway if you say it enough. Bambi Deli Alley, 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 Bambi, 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 Deli Alley, Deli Alley. Bambi. You get the idea. So lads, let's put a lid on it for now. No one needs another footballer going after a recording deal. So let's leave the singing to the guys on the terraces. 
like these chaps. A bunch of football hooligans recorded themselves singing a beautiful rendition of a Savage Garden classic. And it's stunning. Not since my brief spell in prison has a declaration of love felt quite so threatening. The biggest story this week is in no doubt, and it involves Manchester City striker Sergio Aguero, who grabbed the headlines in the Daily Mail. But what was it? A bad injury to the talismanic striker. A dodgy tax deal with the headline Sergio Agoogle. An illicit affair bringing the good name of honest football into disgrace. Uh. No, he went to the butchers. And that's it. The Red Top Rack dedicated a whole page and six photos to the news that the Argentinian striker went to buy some meat. But what's really impressive is the sheer number of puns that the Daily Mail crowbar into the story. Allow me to demonstrate. Man City star Sergio Aguero gets a raw deal at the local butchers. The striker was pictured outside his local butchers on Tuesday afternoon, ahead of trying to give Chelsea's FA Cup hopes the chop when they meet in the fifth round this weekend. The 27-year-old was in a relaxed mood, although the Argentine may feel that some have beef with City's title chances. Oh, God, kill me now. And although we can hold that up as the pinnacle of journalism, somehow they managed to miss some pretty obvious puns as well. What about the stakes are high, or City's title challenge comes of sausage, or the dead simple spam city? There are so many options. At least finally there is something that I can actually believe was written by accident in someone's pocket. Each and every week, Old Trafford seems to lurch from one disaster to the next and assistant Ryan Giggs hasn't looked this worried since the day his brother came home early from work. LVG is creeping ever closer to the exit door, but is he ever going to walk through it? In fact, I'm starting to think that the Dutchman is in the job until the end of the season come hell or high water. And if he holds on to his job after this week, then there isn't much that's going to shift him. Already suffering the indignity of playing in the Europa League, the Red Devils came face to face with a football team that seemingly no one can pronounce. Midtjylland. 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 It's not a theme park for mosquitoes. But even before a ball was kicked in anger, the big man was seemingly making excuses. Midtjylland is also a very good team. They play in a very difficult shape for us. Uh, Sunderland has uh, showed it. Uh, Midtjylland uh, plays in the same shape. It's not so easy. He sounds like someone who has bought their friend a terrible Christmas gift and trying to get in there early to soften the blow. Oh, it's, it's just something silly. You probably won't even like it. And I kept the receipt if you don't, and we could always take it back. So having made all those excuses about potentially losing, at least he looks like he got it right when United did eventually lose to the Danish Minnows. But surely he'd used all his excuses up before the game. Oh no, 
Excuses is an area in which LVG has plenty of practice, and he had a cracker. What failed in tonight's performance for you? I think the law of Murphy. Murphy's Law? The guy can't remember the name of his main centre-back. How the hell does he know about Murphy's Law? And which Murphy does he think he's blaming anyway? Midfielder turned incredibly dull pundit Danny? A lump of cheese. Bullet-ridden cop turned law enforcement machine Robocop? Or maybe it's the wisecracking 1980s Beverly Hills Cop star Eddie? <laughs> I have to say, I quite like it as a post-match interview technique. Just throw in some random English phrases. A stitch in time saves nine. A bird in the hand beats two in the bush. The squeaky wheel gets the grease, no? There is no try. Do or do not, mmm. It just sounds a little bit profound, but doesn't actually mean anything. But once again, LVG may get away with it because United fans have been far too distracted with the actions of ex-defender Paul Parker. The ex-England and ex-United man whose main claim to fame until now was scoring an own goal with his arse against Germany in the 1990 World Cup was back in the spotlight. Obviously wanting to eclipse that mishap, Paul tweeted this week that he thought United should forget about replacing Van Gaal with Jose Mourinho at the end of the season. The special one wasn't the right man for the job. Instead, he thinks the club should go for Tim Sherwood. Tim Sherwood! Now there's a tweet that I can believe was accidentally sent whilst in someone's pocket. And that, my friends, is it for this week. Don't forget, this podcast comes out every single Monday, so make sure you subscribe so you get it delivered into your iTunes or whatever every single week. I'm off to send all my friends and family abusive text messages before dismissing it as the work of cheeky trouser goblins, because that is full time. On the left side, oh, you might not have liked it, hopefully you did, is a Paint Your Headphones production. It was written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson, bless them. They're ever such nice boys. They try really, really hard. The Spurs midfielder, Deli Alley. Deli Alley's full name, Bambi Deli Alley, Bambi Deli Alley, Bambi Deli Alley, Bambi Deli Alley, Bambi, Bambi, Bambi. Deli Alley. Delhi Alley Bambi Alley